Welcome to the GeoLearning podcast series, a conversation with experts at GeoLearning. Outsmart, outmaneuver, outperform with GeoLearning. I'm Craig Olson, Director of Marketing at GeoLearning, here with Dr. Matthew Casey, who's our manager in our professional services team. Matt, thanks for being with us. Sure, thanks for having me. Matt, virtual instructor-led training, or VILT, is currently a hot topic in the training industry. I would like for us to give our listeners some ideas to think about as they explore this training delivery method. So I guess to start, what are some of the cautions and recommendations you would provide around content and curricula for VILT? One of the biggest mistakes is to deliver VILT using ILT curricula. It just simply doesn't work. A lot of times I see people want to take an instructor-led PowerPoint deck that maybe they deliver in a classroom-style setting, and they put it into a WebEx or a live meeting, and they think that that will actually traverse well and that people will still be engaged. It really doesn't work. Perhaps for something that's, you know, a 5- to 10-minute topical training session, you know, maybe that would work. But in general, it really doesn't work. You know, I, I often liken it to throwing a PowerPoint into an LMS and calling it an online training you know, back when online training started, a lot of people did that, and they saw that people just weren't interested. They weren't coming back. It didn't work. So that's what I caution people the most on is just taking an ILT, throwing it into a VILT medium. It just simply doesn't work. And the reason it doesn't work is because you need a lot more interactivity. And by interactivity, I'm not just talking about humor. Sometimes people think, oh, I'll inject some humor and it'll keep the audience interested. That really doesn't work. What you need to do is you actually need to engage the audience. They need to be active in the learning process. So one of the things that I often tell instructors is, is that the interactivity can actually give the instructor a level of learning that is occurring in the environment. So instead of the instructor utilizing facial expressions or nodding as a sense of affirmation, on the part of the learners, you can actually see our people understanding because you have a poll where people are responding to questions and it's, you know, knowledge that they're learning and see, okay, 75% of the people missed the question. Perhaps I need to go back and revisit that topic. So it's much stronger than just relying on those cues and ILT that trainers are so used to. And one of the other recommendations that I have as far as interactivity goes, is you need to have interactivity at least every five minutes. The average right now they're saying is six to eight minutes. I would recommend on average every five. Another recommendation that, that's common right now in VILT is to distill down your ILT into manageable chunks. So have little bite-sized pieces of learnings that people can come to when they want. Instead of having a two-hour ILT, perhaps break it down into, you know, 15-minute ILT chunks or VILT chunks that people can actually participate in. You know, put yourself in the learner's shoes. You don't want to sit there for hours, and neither do your learners. So you just need to really be mindful of not only what they want, but also of their time. Those are really good points. What do the trainers need to do to prepare to deliver training VILT? I'm glad you asked that question because a lot of times when people are considering converting ILT to VILT, they forget some of the most important people, and those are the trainers. The transition is very difficult. It requires a lot of training for the trainers. So it's things like looking at voice inflection, asking questions in reverse. For example, you don't want to know that 20 people are seeing your screen. You want to know the one person who is not seeing what you're seeing. 
So having two monitors, you log in one computer as your instructor PC, and then you log in another computer as if you were a learner participating because you can do a quick glance over and just have that dissonance in your head reduced by, are they really seeing what I want them to see right now? And you can quickly see, oh yeah, they are, and you can move on because that's a common problem amongst trainers is they think they're constantly thinking in the back of their head, are they keeping up with me? Are they seeing what I see? So just having a PC there that's logged in as a learner is extremely helpful. A lot of practice, new tools equals more practice. And the more you use a tool, the more you're comfortable with it. So it's just like every other new tool, trainers need time to practice and they need time to experience and adapt to the learning environment. They're no longer able to interact with the audience and get that feedback that's that nonverbal, the nodding, you know, the kind of scanning of the room to see if people are paying attention. You need to use those interactivity tools as a trainer to really get a gauge of what's going on. So it's much different for the trainers because they're not getting that feedback that they're so used to. And the trainers are actually some of the people who you may get the most pushback from. You know, the learners may be, you know, easy to adapt to the situation, but the trainers, some of them have been training for so long in front of a classroom, it's a completely different medium to actually come into and start teaching VILT. And some of the recommendations that I often give are to have the trainer broadcast their VILT in the training room where they're comfortable. So they can either have some people come, you know, who may actually participate in the session, but just to have people there giving them the affirmation at first may actually you know, help that trainer get over the hump of delivering VILT. What do the learners need to be successful with VILT? Well, as a training or human resource department, you really need to set the learner's expectations. If this is a brand new delivery method for your organization, you really need to let the learners know what to expect. What are they going to experience before, during, and after the session? You know, perhaps create a quick marketing promotion video. You know, show them the new delivery method tool and show them what, what's going to happen when they sign into the session, when they're in the session, and what happens after the session. I think a lot of times we think that, oh, webinars and or virtual instructor-led training has been around for a while, so everybody knows what that means. Well, that's really not true. And so if you, you know, if you let people know what to expect, they're going to get more out of it. So, you know, one of the other things that I often tell people is a lot of learners don't know how to use the interactivity tools once they're in a VILT session. So either set up a quick reference guide that people could have before the session, email it to them, that they could uh, possibly print out, and or have slides at the beginning of the session that the instructor can say, okay, here are the tools that we're going to use today. Here's a poll that we're going to pop up, and here's how you would reply to it. Or here's how you would raise your hand. Or here's how you would, you know, use your marker on the whiteboard. So it's extremely helpful to actually set the stage for learners to enable their success. Can we talk a little bit about logistics and what logistics need to be addressed for successful VILT execution? Sure. There's actually, there's a lot of logistics that need to be addressed. And, you know, a lot of them have to do with best practices and policies for your organization. What works at one organization may not work at another organization. So some of those things are, first what I always recommend is have a, a common terminology as a department or as, you know, the training department. What is face-to-face -face learning? What is online training? What is virtual instructor-led training? What is live? What's a webinar? What is training? So a lot of times when people are just starting this method of VILT, 
they start to blur the usage of terms and it just confuses the learners within the organization. So what I often recommend is start with the vernacular that you're going to use and be consistent. A lot of times I hear people say, you know, if WebEx is their delivery tool, they'll record a WebEx and then they'll put it out on their LMS, which I'll talk about in a moment, but they'll call that a WebEx as well as the, the live virtual instructor-led training they'll call WebEx. So for learners, that's just very confusing. Well, am I coming into a session that has a live trainer or am I viewing a recording? You know, what does that mean? So really define what does instructor-led training mean? Does that mean face-to-face? -face? You know, one of my biggest pet peeves is calling a VILT not live. It is a live session. So when people would refer to instructor-led training as live, virtual instructor-led training is live too. It just so happens that the person who's your trainer may be halfway across the globe. But the session is still live. So you just need to use a common set of terminology. Other logistics are, you know, what are your target class sizes? Not only for, you know, for a session to make, are you going to invest in a session that only has two participants? You know, for some, that may work. You know, for compliance training reasons, you may need those two people to come through. But for other organizations, you know, they may require at least 20 people to be in a session. You know, so what are the minimums, the maximums, and at what point will you need a producer? A producer is someone who just helps the actual session continue on so that the trainer has the time and can focus on the curricula. So it's kind of the, you know, the person behind the curtains who's answering some of the questions or putting up a poll or doing things that just enable the trainer to focus on the curricula and keep moving through the content. One of the other recommendations that I often give people is creating a backup strategy and communicating that. A lot of times people just assume that the virtual instructor-led environment is going to work, and sometimes it doesn't. So you need to make sure to communicate to learners if for some reason our session goes down, or if for some reason your connection fails, here's what you need to do. Try to reconnect. If that doesn't work, call this help desk number. If that doesn't work, you know, give them options. And the other thing I often recommend is if the training is not critical at that particular time, people can always go back and sign up for a session at another time. One of the other things that I often talk about logistically is only posting recorded VILT as a last resort. I think that this method of training is not very effective. Think about sitting through an hour-long virtual instructor-led session that's highly interactive. You're engaged. The instructor's really upbeat. They're, they have the voice inflection down. They're really moving the class forward. You're engaged. You're answering polls. You're, you know, raising your hand. You're doing different things. Very engaged. Well, they record that session, and then it's later posted on the LMS. Well, then a learner launches it a week later. Every time that they see a poll come up or, you know, click yes or no or whatever, the learner doesn't have that opportunity with a recorded session. So it's actually discouraging the learner because they're not able to participate. So they're even, you know, less interested in watching the recording. So I recommend only posting recorded VILT as a last resort. It's worse than going to an instructor-led training where all the instructor does is read the slides. It's really worse than that. So, Matt, it would seem like the biggest benefit of, of VILT training would be the savings. Yeah, definitely. You know, savings as far as ODCs like plane tickets, rental cars, hotel rooms, training rooms, 
you're no longer flying trainers around. In some cases, learners are flying around to attend different sessions. And all of those costs are avoided. And one of the biggest costs is time. You know, time you can never get back. So time spent traveling for an instructor-led session, be it on the part of the learners or the trainers, that's something you can't get back. And by just participating in a VILT, you know, you're, the only time that you're out is the time that it takes to boot up your computer. Excellent. If our listeners would like some more information on this VILT, where's a good place to go for resources? At geolearning.com, you can go and click on our professional services area. There's a little bit more information about content conversion on our website. And we can either work with clients to convert training from instructor-led or online training to the virtual environment, or we can work with people to create brand new content specifically for virtual delivery. This has all been exceptional information. Thanks for being with us today, Matt. Sure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's GeoLearning podcast. For more information about GeoLearning or information about this podcast, email info at geolearning.com. Outsmart. Outmaneuver. Outperform. We can show you how. Outsmart.